Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You know, for a brief, brief instance, I, I, I thought about temporarily changing the name of the show from the TreeCast to the TroyCast, at least for this episode anyway. Why? Because we're about to be joined by the new head coach of Stanford football, Troy Taylor, for a one-on-one conversation. That's why this is a special episode of the TreeCast with Troy Clarity on the Believe Network and presented by Bet Online. Great to have you with us. Thursday, February 9th, 2023. Hey, how you been? <laughs> it's been a couple months. <laughs> Last time we talked to you, we brought you the, the big sound bites and the analysis from the introductory press conference of one Troy Taylor, who is now the new head coach of Stanford football. Well, now the coach joins us himself in just a couple minutes right here on this episode of the show. It's great to have you with us. Hope that uh, the year 2023 has been good to you so far. And looking forward to seeing what the calendar year holds for Stanford football as it kicks off its season on September the 1st with Troy Taylor running the show. Looking forward to getting his thoughts on just some of his his initial impressions of how things have gone the first couple months on the job and, and what's going to be on his plate as we all start to head towards spring football. And after that, the summer. And then after that, kicking off the brand new season. I feel like it's going to be here before we even know it. I'm Troy Clarity, yours truly. Great to have you with us here on the show. This past football season was my 30th following Stanford football. Always fun, always great to be a part of, of following and covering and broadcasting the program. You can also hear me on Compass Media Networks. It was a true honor to be a play-by-play announcer for them this past fall. Did two college football games and four NFL games. That was so much fun. Dream come true. There's nothing, absolutely nothing like calling football games. So much fun. And looking forward to seeing what happens with Stanford football this upcoming season. Is it rebounds, hopes to rebound from a a tough season, another one, injuries left and right, Um, offense just didn't have enough, the defense uh, collapsed at the start, got better in the middle, but then just fell apart uh, towards the end, and and Stanford, another season, left without a postseason, without a bowl bid, and trying to pick up the pieces and get better in a Pac-12 that at this point, look, it's it's way too early, obviously. <laughs> we have no idea what's going to happen between now and when the season really kicks off uh, for real uh, in late August and early September. Uh, a Pac-12 that seems to be getting deeper and better at the top. How can Stanford figure into that picture? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out in due time. But we certainly have enough to chat about with Troy Taylor. If you're new to the show, Thank you for joining us here on the program. During the regular season, we normally come at you twice a week, but of course we are in off-season mode, so we'll come at you pretty irregularly uh, for the next uh, few months anyway. That, that doesn't mean that we won't come at you, not at all, especially when we have something cool to bring you, like a, head, like a number one or one-on-one chat with the new Stanford football head coach that's coming up in just a moment or so. Uh, but nobody covers Stanford sports like we do here on the TreeCast. And we're certainly proud of that. The show's been around since 2015. It's been on the Believe Network uh, since uh, March of 2020, which was a 
good month in, in that respect anyway. But uh, nobody covers Stanford sports like this show does, especially in the audio space. That's, that's certainly something that we are proud of here on the show, and we'd like to thank you for doing your part in making that possible. All right, well, let's hop right into it with our special guest on this special episode of the TreeCast. During his introductory press conference, he said, we are not fear-based, we're going to attack. He is a former high school coach, former offensive coordinator, a former radio analyst, I especially appreciate that, and a former head coach for Sacramento State, which is where he was before coming to the farm. He's a former Cal quarterback, which I'm sure his new job might make it a bit awkward for his class reunions going forward. But he's also got a really cool first name. Really a pleasure to welcome into the TreeCast for the first time, the new Bradford M. Freeman Director of Football, Troy Taylor. Coach, thanks a bunch. Appreciate the time. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Troy. Thanks for having me. You got a, got a pleasure to have you in here. And uh, let's just start overall. You know, you've been on the job for almost exactly two months now. Um, still a lot of questions, I'm sure, that you need to have answered as we get further and further and get closer to the season, which kicks off September the 1st in Hawaii. But uh, overall, what questions have you had answered so far in the first couple months on the job? Well, I would say, you know, you're there's a number of things you're looking for. One is, you know, how excited are you guys about playing football and getting out there. And, and what I found is these guys love, love ball. They love competing. They love training. Um, and so that was a, that's a great feeling. You know, you anticipate collegiate athletes wanting that, but uh, we were out in the field with them yesterday and these guys are fired up and they want to be great and they're willing to put the work in. So that was a good, uh, not surprised by it, but uh, definitely encouraged that uh, they have a high level of love, love of football. For me, that's the most important thing. You're going to be great in anything. You, you really got to love it. It can't be drudgery or work. You got to you got to feel like it's something you would do for free. So what you're doing right now, you probably do it for free. You need to you need to make money to live, but uh, it's something you, you enjoy, and you can only be great at things that you really love and enjoy. That's my theory, at least. Any surprises to this point? Um, no, I wouldn't say there's any surprises. Um, you know, I think coming in, I had a pretty good feel for the Stanford student athlete and how incredible they are. I would say um, I was encouraged that they were even beyond what I imagined, just sitting down and talking with them and seeing how thoughtful and how driven they are. Um, they're really intellectually curious, um, which I like that. And so uh, just how impressive they are as individuals. And uh, I think uh, you put enough impressive individuals together, you got, you got a chance to have an impressive team. On the field, off the field, what are some of the trademarks and hallmarks of not just a Troy Taylor coached team, but a Troy Taylor run program? I would say uh, one is just love and playing football. Hopefully you'll see our guys excited to play and playing with a freedom um, that they're not fear based. Um, we practice football a lot. So I would say um, uh, very disciplined and execute at a high level, composed uh, optimistic. We always feel like we're going to find a way to win. And then we're going to, we're going to attack on, in all three phases. We are not going to play not to lose. We're going to play to win. Uh, it'll be aggressive. Sometimes for some people, it's a little too aggressive It'd be like, well, why is he still throwing the ball? And I just think that if you're going to create a mindset for your team, it's, it's got to be consistent. You don't want your guys to shriek and try to protect leads and, and play with that kind of mindset. I think you got to have a mindset that we're going to attack for 60 minutes. We're going to, we're going to cut it loose. And at the end, we're going to find a way to, 
to win the game. And then we're going to be cr really creative. Um, I'm restless with the status quo. I do not want to be like everybody else. So um, we're going to be unique and different in how we approach things from our team building to uh, our schematics in all three phases of the game. Yeah, I mean, status quo in, in college football. What, what would you kind of how would you kind of describe that baseline? And, and what can you tell us about some of the ways that Stanford might be trying to trying to break away from that mold? Yeah, well, I think right now, I mean, whew, I mean, college football is it's uh, it's kind of up in the air in in terms of things that are happening. So um, I would say for for us, we're going to be strong into the culture. OK, so as you're seeing now, you're seeing a lot of turnover on on rosters, pretty significant, more than it's ever been, where people or schools will bring in 30 new players with mid-year. It's like, whoa, that's a, almost a whole new team. And so um, we're going to be different. We're going to um, we're going to maintain uh, and have our players here for four to five years because they're going to want to get their degree. We're going to develop those players where they're getting better each year. It's not going to be a free agency thing where we have a bunch of people coming in and out of the program. Um, and then hopefully um, by the end of the deal, they're better players. And then the emphasis on, on, on culture will be big for us, caring about our guys, um, getting to know them, having that human connection, uh, that they're more than just football players, that they're human beings. Uh, you know, professional sports and collegiate sports can be a little bit, they can become transactional. Uh, because there is a bottom line that's involved in winning and making money and all those things. But I still think the most powerful organizations, the most powerful families, all those things, teams, um, they have a connection where people care about each other. And so spending the time to do those things. So I think that's how we're going to be different. And then, um, like I said, just the, the overall philosophy of playing aggressively and, and attacking and not trying to, uh, you know, get a lead and, and uh, you know, kind of get really, really conservative around it. Um, just try my ring, my ring, protect it, but more attack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Little Hobbit reference for you there. But, uh, <laughs> Not bad. I like it. <laughs> so we want to do that. And, and we want, we want people to enjoy watching us play too. I mean, yeah. um, that, that, that they enjoy watching us and that they're proud of us at Stanford and our alumni and fans, people on campus or around the area. So all those are, are uh, you know, they're just words at this point, but uh, that's that's how I feel. Recruiting class of officially and completely announced uh, last week, uh, 27 new players slated to come to the farm. Uh, what excites you most about this recruiting class and, and, and what's fair to expect from them this upcoming season? Well, um, the expectations are really high for them because they're all really talented and um, you know, the, the past staff recruited these, most of these guys and, and probably 90% of them stayed with us, which is, is really a tribute to Stanford and the, the power of the university and the pull and the draw. So that was very exciting. You know, there are places where um, people don't maintain any of the recruits. And I'm not saying that's anything about me or the staff. I think it's about Stanford. So, um, I really, I look at the guys and I think they're outstanding players and uh, they're very skilled. They're great student athletes. Now um, they're going to have to play pretty early on, you know, because uh, this, we've lost some guys in the transfer portal and, uh, and it's a kind of a unique year, I think for, for us in terms of, of um, we had the COVID deal here that really had a big effect on Stanford. It also gave everybody in college sports one extra year. So um, our older players graduated a year early. And then they had a couple of rough football seasons and um, 
they were looking for a new experience. They had their degree. And so they kind of left and went to other places. And I understand that we wanted them there, but um, we wanted them to be here, but understand, you know, their situation. Uh, I don't think that's going to be in moving forward. Troy, I don't think that'll be the case. Guys come to Stanford um, uh, partially because they want that degree. And so we're going to have them for four to five years. Uh, that being said, we're going to have some, the next two years, we're going to have some young guys that are going to play uh, just because of the nature of turnover. Um, so I'm excited. Um, I think our guys will will rise to the challenge and uh, I can't wait to to get to work with them. Yeah. As, as far as the returning guys, as things stand right now, as the roster is comprised right now here in early February, uh, your initial impressions of, of the returning squad, uh, strengths, uh, question marks, uh, TBDs, maybe even a little bit. What's your initial yeah. impression of uh, the guys that are expected to return? Yeah. So we, you know, we got, a we got, we're going to have to play a lot of young guys up front on the offensive line. Um, and, uh, but the, the veterans that I've seen um, out on the field, we just kind of got started doing stuff out in the field. Um, very energized, and athletic. Um, it's very important to them. Uh, they train really hard. Um, and, and it's football is, is something that they're passionate about. So the rest of the stuff we can, we can work with. Obviously they're here because they were talented at some, you know, in high school and, um, I think the ability is there. Now we just got to be able to put it together as a team. And um, a lot of that is for us just finding the strengths of our team. And frankly, that doesn't always happen until sometimes into the season. You know, you play a couple of games and you're like, OK, this is what we're good at. This is what we got to adjust. But uh, we'll find out a lot about our team in spring football when we can get pads on them and watch them move around and see what their strengths are. But uh, love our guys, their personalities and their willingness to work. You've, you've kind of hinted at it here a, a little bit and, you know, the transfer portal for, you know, up until now has pretty much been just a one way out of Stanford when it comes to uh, roster management and, 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 and things like that. But of course, a couple transfers are part of this recruiting class and it's part of part yeah. of the new way of operating in college sports these days. What have some of the results, some of the outcomes of the last couple of months for the program kind of kind of indicated about how Stanford feels and about how it's evolving into this new way of operating in college sports. Yeah, I think that's a great way of putting it. It is evolving. And I, I think me getting here, it's like no one really had any answers that was were here prior because they haven't really done it. So we're kind of figuring it out. Um, but there are opportunities for guys to be able to get into school here that are really talented student athletes that have went on to college and uh, maybe they've graduated. Maybe they're still undergraduates. We can take undergraduates and graduates. Obviously, they got to be able to get into graduate school on their own merits. Um, but there are players out there that are good fits. Now, there's not going to be as many available to us, clearly, because of our requirements academically. And uh, that's fine. I mean, that's what makes us special. Um, but when we do find the right fit, typically, they're pretty drawn to, to Stanford. So we're figuring it out, you know, um, in terms of... Uh, which kids have a chance to, to be able to get admitted. And our admissions has been great about it. They give us feedback on it and we're kind of learning. And uh, obviously we don't want to bring anybody in that's not a good fit culturally and doesn't rep our, represent our university in the right way. So I'm encouraged we, we have some transfers coming in, which is exciting. I am hoping it's going to be a one-way way deal for us in the transfer portal once we get out of these COVID years and our guys are here for 40, four or five years because of uh, – the graduation uh, desire, and then we'll supplement our team with two or three, maybe transfer portal guys a year, maybe. 
Let's talk about the coaching staff for a moment or so. And I was very intrigued by how things shook out on the defensive side um, of the ball. Bobby April, uh, the former Wisconsin uh, defense coordinator, he's now running the show uh, on that side of the ball from the farm. Of course, Wisconsin, a very stout defense. You kind of have to be um, in the Big Ten. I saw him up close and personal when I saw it when I called uh, Wisconsin at Iowa uh, back in uh, November. So that was a lot of fun seeing some of some some names I'd recognize and going, oh, wait, he's on the staff now, too. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, what sort of things that he was able to do in Wisconsin might be translatable to what might be able to be done here at Stanford? Yeah, great question. I think uh, Wisconsin, as you said, has been one of the best, most consistent defenses in the country over a pretty long period of time. And, you know, Jim Leonard was the defensive coordinator there and Bobby April and Mark D'Onofrio and uh, Ross Kalaji, those guys work hand in hand to create the system and the game plan. Uh, so when I had an opportunity to get Bobby April and bring two guys that really fit with uh, what we're looking personality wise, which is really smart, um, high output, low ego guys that love the, working with their players are, and they're not in it for themselves or in it for the team. Um, obviously what they've done kind of speaks for itself. Um, yeah, different conference, but um, really Troy, the game comes down to stopping the run game and, and, and winning on third down. And that's what they've been really good at is those two things. So, um, and they're great teachers. Um, they're really into player development. That's what Wisconsin has done is bring in players that, that have potential are willing to work and, uh, and have some talent and then develop them. And that's really, really what I want to do here. Um, they play an odd front, odd front, even hybrid, um, and, and they're flexible, um, and I think it fits to the type of players that, that we can get. Uh, they've, they've produced a lot of great edge players at Wisconsin. And Stanford has been able to get those type of guys that are strong players off the edge. Um, and it's a, it's a defense that you got to be pretty sharp to, to run. Not everybody can run it. Um, you got to really be bought into learning the fundamentals and the adjustments. Um, and naturally, that's a, that's a good fit for us because our guys not only – love football they're they're sharp too so their competency levels high so there'll be a lot of learning that goes into it i just i thought it was the right fit and then they're all phenomenal recruiters uh because i think they're good guys and they're sincere and um you know as you know the, the recruiting part's a pretty big deal in college football sacramento state did not play in the 2020 season pac 12 had a shortened season of course how, how did not playing in 2020 how, how did you how did you spend that time and, and how did that kind of maybe, you know, uh, affect you as a coach even to this day? No, that's a great question. Um, one, I think it if you weren't adaptable, adaptable and agile uh, going into that scenario, you learned how to be because things change so quickly that you'd have a plan and then the plan would blow up on how you're going to train your guys and get them ready and keep them healthy and all those things. So I think we we were able to be agile and adaptable. Um, and then we studied a lot of stuff. Honestly, we um, we studied our prior year a ton and then studied other football teams, offenses and defenses, and were able to learn a lot. Um, and, and then our guys continue to be able to train. You know, we just do it in pods of 12 people all day. So it was it was challenging. But uh, I just think the the ability to to research other people and take a little bit more time on seeing kind of other ways of doing things, I think, is really important. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't want to go through it again, but we definitely, you know, definitely got some benefit out of it. 
couple last things here uh, for you. Uh, you spent some time uh, in a place that's very near and dear to my heart, the radio booth, as you were uh, the analyst alongside with Joe Starkey for Cal uh, for a few years or so. How, how did that affect your approach, and how did that kind of set you up for the things you've been able to accomplish on the sidelines since then? Yeah, I would say a real appreciation for what you guys do and how much you care about it, how much preparation you put into it, and and how – you guys want to do a good job, just like the coaches want to do a good job and players want to do a good job. So I think an appreciation for that and um, and also wanting to help the media. And when when I work with them, knowing kind of where they're at and what they're trying to do and that you're just trying to give good exposure to the programs and the, the teams. Um, and most people are, are in it for the right reason. You know, so um, I'd say just an appreciation. So I'm very open to the to the media. Um, I enjoy talking with you guys. Um, so I, I, I think just, I think empathy comes when you're get to be in other people's shoes, typically, you know, or if something bad happens to you, <laughs> you know, those are kind of the ways we, we learn. Um, so for me being in those shoes for seven years and I have, a, I have an appreciation for what the media does. Now, of course you went to Cal, you're now the head coach at Stanford. Any guff from some of your old teammates and some of the old blues for, for taking this job? Yeah, but it was more tongue in cheek. You know, they're very, they were very <laughs> happy for me, but you know, they still want Cal to beat us, that type of deal. You know, they're, they're rooting <laughs> for me, just not one game. So, uh, you know, there's always an, an admiration that Cal's had for Stanford and, and vice versa. So I've never been one of those people that didn't like Stanford or had a hatred for Stanford. Um, I think in a lot of ways we're, we have the same challenges and same advantages. And so for me, it was a lot of respect and admiration for the university, for their players and their coaches. So um, this is an unbelievable place. So is Cal. Um, but I feel inc incredibly honored and really fortunate to, to be at Stanford. And uh, I'm really happy to be here. Well, what was going through your mind in 88 when Twan Van Lee comes around and blocks that field goal and preserves the tie and everyone's walking off the field and it's 1919 and it's over? We should have centered the ball, probably. You know, that was uh, the hash marks were two yards wider back then. And so the edge was pretty short. And so we had actually, they had come close to, to blocking off the edge. So one of our young um, players on that side brought a split down a little bit. And then he was able to come. Tuan Van Lee came, made an unbelievable play. Um, the other thing that was really weird about that game is that's when games ended in ties, right? So mm -hmm. no one knew what to do. We, both teams just kind of merged onto the field and no one was carrying around the axe and celebrating. And then we just all kind of <laughs> left. <laughs> the, the, the picture on the Stanford Daily the Monday after is priceless with Bruce Snyder and, and Jack Elwood just kind of just you're kind of scratching each other's heads and going, gee, whoa, now, now what do we do here? <laughs> all right. So recruiting is done in the book. Spring football will be here before we know it. Overall, what's next? What's on the to-do list uh, for the next uh, few weeks uh, for you and for the program? Yeah, well, it's good. We're in a kind of a routine now that we got through recruiting. So we're, as a staff, we're, we're working on football stuff early in the morning um, until about midday and then uh, becomes, uh, you know, availability of our players if they want to come in and see us and then recruiting. And our players are training really hard, um, yeah, and just trying to trying to get in routine. A lot of us trying to get our families moved out, and you know, um, uh, and uh, my family's in Sacramento, so I'm able to kind of go back and forth. But it's just good. Uh, I think people in general like routines. Football coaches and athletes really love routines. So now that 
you know, we got through those recruiting periods where you're kind of all over the place and doing different things. Now that we're back in the mindset of we're, you know, developing our players and we're talking football and strategy and all those things, it's a definitely more comfortable place to be. As we wrap this up, I got to ask you, Super Bowl, Chiefs, Eagles, who you got? I got the Eagles. I think the Eagles okay. are going to win. I think they're the best team right now in, in football, and uh, we'll see. Who do you got? Strong in the trenches. I'm, I'm leaning Philly myself. They're, they're just maybe a bit too strong in the trenches for the Chiefs. I mean, Pat Mahomes is awesome, but Incredible. we, we yeah. saw this movie before a couple of years ago with the Buccaneers, right? Yes, absolutely. I think you're right. Yeah. Should be a good I game. I like that. Should yeah. be a good one. Should be a good one. Can't wait for that. And I certainly can't wait to get the season kicked off on September the 1st out in Hawaii against the Rainbow Warriors. That should be a lot of fun, but a lot of work still have to be done between now and then. And the man heading up everything, Troy Taylor, Stanford football head coach. Coach, thanks a bunch. Really appreciate the time. Hope this is the first chat of many in the years to come. Looking forward to it. Best of luck. Best of health. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Troy. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that, that was fun. That was fun. Looking forward to talking to Troy Taylor many times in the seasons to come. Of course, the season this year begins on August. Check that September the 1st uh, out in Hawaii and um, <laughs> should have centered the ball in the 88 big game <laughs> before making Twan Van Lee a hero. Uh, one thing I didn't realize is that, you know, everyone re remembers Twan Van Lee for blocking the field goal in 1988, but in 89, in that big game, he had 12 tackles. Made Troy Taylor's life pretty tough that day as well. So, uh, Twan Van Lee, very much a big game hero, not just from that era, but uh, in the entirety of that series. But, you know, in intriguing to hear his thoughts. And, and look, you know, we're too far away from getting, I think, any real specific answers on a lot of things for Stanford football. Look, this is still a new coach. You know, the roster probably still a few question marks that might still need to be uh, need to be decided before the team really takes the field for fall drills uh, at some point in August. So, you know, really not a lot of actual 100% brass tax specifics. But good to get some ideas, some big picture ideas of where Troy Taylor stands on things. And his, his initial impressions of, of where the program is, is sitting right now. And, you know, not sitting on leads. Found that intriguing. You know, just keep attacking. Just keep attacking. Hey, you know, as, as we mentioned, you know, in his, in his introductory press conference back in December, he said, look, we're, we're not going to be fear-based. We're going to attack. And that is going to continue to be the case no matter what the score might be for Stanford whenever Troy Taylor is on the sideline, it seems. I'm really looking forward to seeing the defense and uh, Bobby April, who was on the Wisconsin staff, Jim Leonard, who started the season as the defensive coordinator, but then became the interim head coach after Paul Chris got blown out midseason uh, for the Badgers. But uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how much more aggressive the Stanford defense plays. And how much more they are, how much more willing they are to force the issue and to force opponents into trying to make big plays instead of just waiting back and, and just seeing what happens. So I'm really looking forward to, to seeing how much more of an aggressive approach the Stanford defense takes going forward. And, and above all, I, I really appreciate, you know, Coach Taylor and his thoughts on and his reminders that, look, these, these players, they're human beings, you know. 
there, there are actual, and it's, it's a track that I've, I've tried to take on, on, on this show, right? And especially, these are young human beings. These are youngsters still trying to figure things out. You know, if they're 18 years old, 21 years old, they're still probably in a lot of ways a long way from where they are going to be when they're fully formed. So, you know, there's, you, know, you have to keep, keep that in mind when you're watching these guys and watching these student athletes, how that they're, they're human beings too. They're human beings too. I think sometimes they get, that, that gets lost in, in various <laughs> forms of, of social media and all those other sorts of things. And, you know, let's face it, in, in football, there isn't a whole lot of room for humanity in a lot of ways. It's either dominate or be dominated. You know, you, you get back out there if you're playing hurt, you know, you rub some dirt on it. Although a lot of that has changed over the years for obvious reasons, but, but there's still a lot of that mentality in there. So a lot of football asks you to be either inhuman or superhuman. And sometimes that gets reflected in what certain coaches might ask uh, these players to do. No matter what level of football they're playing, the pros, college, high school, even, you know, or, or, or wherever. But it's, it's, it's reassuring. And I think it's certainly something, one of the big positives that's been coming out of, out of sports, uh, specifically over the last couple of years. And you could even see it kind of trending this way, even at, towards the end of the before times, <laughs> before the pandemic hit, that, you know, coaches have to realize that, that these are human beings that they're dealing with and, and act accordingly. So good to see that Troy Taylor realizes that. And he's, he's going to try to run a program, and he is going to run a program, I'm sure, that, that recognizes the humanity of the players as well. So nice to hear that. Nice to hear Troy Taylor's initial thoughts on all things Stanford football and uh, looking forward to uh, as we get closer to things, right? You know, the spring football, uh, I'm told that there is going to be maybe not a spring game, but maybe a spring showcase that they still haven't quite figured out what they're going to do there. But of course, that will come uh, mid to late April once the team gets through spring drills. And then we'll really hit the ground running in August leading up to the kickoff on September the 1st. Uh, by the way, uh, the, the Sacramento State Hornets come to Stanford on September the 16th. That, uh, I, gee, I wonder what the subplot of that game is, is going to be. But a lot of questions that need to be answered between now and then. And a lot of questions I'm sure that we're still going to have even a few games into the season. And uh, I, I already can't wait to see how things shake out from there. Of course, you can give me the follow on Twitter at Troy Clarity. The last name is C-L-A-R-D-Y. Of course, we are in off-season mode on the TreeCast. So we, you know, during this regular season of football, we come at you twice a week. Of course, this is not the football regular season, so we come at you rather irregularly. So, you know, next time we talk to you, who knows what we'll we'll be chatting, chatting about. You know, we might have a few special occasion episodes over the course of the next couple months. Stanford baseball is coming up. Stanford women's hoops is ramping up uh, for another uh, big postseason run. We'll see. We'll see. And uh, we'll talk to you the next time that we talk to you on the TreeCast. Special thanks to our guest, Stanford football head coach, Troy Taylor. Always nice to see a guy named Troy running things. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's kind of nice to see that. But our thanks to him, and of course, our thanks to you, as always, for checking out the program. Don't drink and drive if you do. You're the dumbest person on the planet. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane, and go Stanford. Talk to you next time. 
on the TreeCast with Troy Clarity on the Believe Podcast Network and presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.